It is Monday the 9th of May. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. Tim Gilbert here and Shane Lee. I have been scouring through your Instagram and uh, dare I say it, um, your Mother's Day looked very tasty. <laughs> Scrumptious, maybe. It was it was fantastic, Timmy. We got the uh, the former head chef of Sushi E um, mm. at the Ivy to come in and, and cook um, for eight of us. And, uh, geez, it was, yeah, the food was outstanding, Tim. It was about 10 courses. More food than you can eat, but uh, the quality was through the roof. Oh, I'm salivating. Absolutely salivating. <laughs> yeah, I've eaten there a few times. Boy, oh, boy. Yeah, and uh, yeah, happy Mother's Day to all those mums. Yes. Yesterday, of course, uh, we hope everyone had a great day. All right, plenty of sport to talk about. David Warner goes off in the IPL. So much AFL. And what about the send-off in the Sharks? John O'Brien is a legend of Australia's beer industry. In 2003, he dreamed of producing a great-tasting beer that could be enjoyed by everyone, free from the ill effects of mass-produced wheat and barley. John began a brewing journey blending unique aromas and flavours offered by ancient grains such as sorghum and millet. He perfected recipes over time which have led to 40 local and international awards, including three gold medals at the Australian International Beer Awards, a gold medal at the Indies and a silver medal at the Beer World Cup. Proudly 100% Aussie-owned, made in Ballarat, O'Brien Beer is Australia's most awarded gluten-free beer and widely available around Australia through major retailers and online at rebellionbrewing.com.au. O'Brien Beer, the beer that loves your back. So what about Dave Warner, Shano? He's, he's gone off. Mate, he definitely has. He was playing against his former team that, don't forget, dropped him last year. Tom Moody and the coaching staff decided yeah. to uh, to get rid of David Warner. Well, he's shown them 92 runs off about 64 balls. But some of the shots he was playing, he went for a sort of uh, a reverse uh, hit off a fast bowler who bowled a Yorker. And then he just glided it down to third man easily with the, you know, facing the wrong way for four runs. And uh, yeah, in very, very good form and has definitely been the batsman of this uh, IPL tournament so far. In my view, he's got a lot of uh, to thank Tom Moody for uh, because, uh, well, he and, and the rest of the coaching staff that dropped him, sometimes, it doesn't matter what you do in life, sometimes you need somebody else to set you back to fire you up, particularly mm. where he was because he was. He really wasn't playing well. He looked distracted. He wasn't scoring runs. Uh, and it's a completely different story now. 100%. And I think you're dead right, Timmy. Sometimes you do need that kick up the butt and uh, you know, get off doing his TikTok dancing and that sort of stuff and really focus on what he's good at, and, and that is batting. And he's doing that now, and I think that's the motivation that he that he needed to, um, particularly later in your career, Tim, when you've you've done so much. He's, he's made a lot of money. Um, he's got, he'd be very, very comfortable personally. Mm. But sometimes you need to kick up the butt to uh, to drive you just that little bit further. Yeah, he's a great man, Tom Moody. You love him. Mm. Uh, now, tennis, what about this young bloke, Carlos Alcaraz? He's, he's beaten Novak Djokovic. This was a stunning victory. Well, no one's beaten Novak Djokovic and Rafael Nadal in the same tournament, particularly on clay, and he, this kid has done that in two matches. Um, it's probably the – well, it's in, in the last 17 years, no one's ever beaten the world number one, um, and he's done that. And he came from one set down against Novak. Novak clearly uh, not quite at his best, but this kid has got something particularly on – on the surface of clay. Now, I read this story, and I know you did too, about Boris Becker and his first meal in jail. I, I think any of our listeners who may have spent a couple of days indoors would, would understand <laughs> that um, you're not going to have the sushi e chef come over, are you? Like, it didn't look good, the tin, uh, the tin corned beef, did it? 
And he said it's very, very small servings too. The poor guy, he's, he's locked in there. Look, he'll, and they keep reporting that, you know, he loves cigars, fine wine, mm. and his favorite food is, is fillet steak with lobster, mm. with a lobster on top. Well, he ain't going to get that in, um, in the big house. So it's going to be a long two and a bit years for him. Yeah, it's going to have to wait. Yeah, it's going to have to wait a little while. I think. I think in the end, now he's going to be probably a year and a half or something like that. Because I think yep. and they did some sort of formulaic thing with uh, Boris Becker. Ange Postacoglu um, talk about uh, a contrasting story. His Celtic team virtually have sealed this Scottish title with that victory over Hearts. It was was brilliant. They have, mate. They're nine points clear now, but they also have a superior goal difference of twenty two goals. So effectively, now they cannot. They don't need us to uh, to win another game, um, and they'll still win just on goal difference. So, congratulations to, uh, to Ange and his team at Celtic there, winning the fifty second Scottish League. I've seen some coaches go off like a frog in a sock and blow up. This Sydney Kings coach, <laughs> seriously, he looked like he was going to internally combust in uh, that uh, tantrum. You can only call it a tantrum. Look, we've all seen them. Uh, with young kids, uh, these tantrums, which are pretty much uncontrollable, you just got to keep the scene safe, Shane. Um, <laughs> this this was pretty wild. Chase Bisford, yeah, he um, he kicked the advertising uh, board, and it was an electronic one, and put it put his foot straight through it, so he's destroyed mm-hmm. that. But the Kings, that's their third, their three and zero so far in this tournament, so he shouldn't be really kicking the kicking the uh, advertising boards in. They won ninety eight to eighty six over the Tassie Jack Jumpers, um, but they they take a three nil. Um, series lead, best of seven. Yeah, absolutely. And Ben Simmons uh, on basketball, he's broken his silence after uh, back surgery. Well, yeah, he's come out with a cheeky, a spicy tweet and uh, he's carried on a little bit. But uh, I think Ben Simmons just needs to keep his mouth shut now and keep his fingers off the keyboard and um, and just get back fit and get on the court and just try and prove some of these critics wrong. Um, people aren't impressed with him taking millions and millions of dollars and just sitting back and doing nothing and... And the way he's sort of acted with his teammates, he's not very, very popular. He's at the ultimate crossroads, isn't he? We've seen it before with so many sportsmen mm. earning that much money, that higher profile. And we don't have to think back too far when this guy was just top of the pops, wasn't he? Everyone loved him. He was extraordinary. What what an Aussie doing well overseas. And then it just was a massive slippery slide for him. So he's at a crossroads, uh, Ben Simmons. It's going to be very interesting to see what happens over the next 12 months. I, I can just see this guy just can't shut his mouth. I, I, I think he's going to still struggle. Um, at the nets, and uh, you know, I potentially, I don't think he'll play much more basketball at all. I think he's just got too much of a bean in his bonnet. Can we almost put that down as a Shane Lee crystal baller? I think you can, mate. I think this guy has has a track record from university right through to playing in the NBA, where he carries on. And uh, there's always something wrong. There's always someone else to blame. Yeah, well, you get a lot right. You're a good predictor, my mm. dear friend. There's an element of Nostradamus about you, Shane. Stay with us because <laughs> we'll be talking AFL, NRL, and much more. Uh, what did you think of uh, this Richmond defender and uh, who's been charged and, of course, uh, suspended for one match, Ryan Mansell, and the return of Dustin Martin? Well, it's great to see Dusty back on the paddock. And, look, he showed glimpses of the genius that he is. Um, but, yeah, Ryan Mantle uh, striking... 
the young blonde uh, Jack Ginovan, or as I call him, Jack Minivan, tiny, tiny little kid, he's picked the smallest bloody bloke on the paddock, mm. uh, Ryan Mantel, and just put one across his chin twice on the ground there. So he uh, gets suspended for one week for doing so. Yeah, Melbourne big winners over St Kilda. Essendon uh, got a win, and uh, look, their, their, their skipper just told a few people to shut up. Uh, it was only their second win, though. You haven't got a real firm ground to talk on. <laughs> no. You've had your second win. Dyson Heppel came out and said uh, to the, the critics to jam it. So <laughs> they won 108-81 to um, over Hawthorne, which is a really good win. But so, as you said to me, they're only, only their second win of the season. Yeah, you want to win a few on the row before you're starting to yeah. tell uh, the to jam critics it. to jam it, <laughs> I would think, because uh, they're still wallowing down the, the bottom. But... Uh, yeah, what, what do you think of your Swans? Just quickly before we move on. Oh, mate, I thought they were uh, they, were, they were actually outclassed once again. They've let the opposition get out to a to a bit of a fly. I think it was a five five goal early lead. Um, they've been able to run teams down this year, but it's getting harder and harder. Hmm. Um, they just looked a little bit disjointed on the weekend, and um, hopefully they'll bounce back from that because that's two losses in a row. Yeah, that was brilliant by Parramatta, wasn't it, as we turned to Rugby League on oh. Friday night. Uh, Penrith haven't won or haven't lost at home since 2019 and obviously had had an unbeaten run in 2022, and Parramatta got the chocolates 22-20. Uh, look, probably te- technically not the best game of the season, but for me it was the best game of the season. Um, just how the game was sort of so close all the time. Um, but Parramatta looked good. They they did the right thing. Um, they've actually uh, – the Panthers now um, have gone and asked for um, clarity over the one, one of the fitness trainers running out when Nathan Cleary was kicking for goals. Yes. Um, and he ran out in front of the posts uh, as he as he kicked the mm. – and you know, there's only two points in it. So uh, let, let's see what happens there. Yeah, look, you'd think at best it would be a financial thing, yep. wouldn't it? Um, they're not going to turn around a game on that. I'd no. be very, very surprised. But uh, well done, Parramatta. Uh, they got flogged the week before, and they've yeah. come back and beaten the, top, the best team in the comp. Uh, now, Sharks fullback William Kennedy. Look, these things sometimes look worse than they are, really. I mean, uh, it certainly was unintentional. It was lazy. He got mistimed and... He'll probably lose, miss a couple of weeks, but it, um, yeah, he got sent off. It looked bad, didn't it? And I think we all agree on that. But uh, I, I agree, Tim. It was more lazy than uh, malice involved. Um, but once again, Reese Walsh, he seems to cop the the raw end of a lot of uh, stuff uh, in in his short career so far. But twenty nine to ten win for the Sharks. We predicted mm. this at the start of the season, Tim, that they were going to be a real strong and gutsy team, and, and they're proving that way. Yeah, Nico Hines was outstanding. What about Kieran Foran to mm. the Gold Coast? I almost think Kieran Foran only plays well at Manly. I don't know whether that's just my lens, but uh, when he comes to Manly, he's great. I don't know how he's going to go at the Gold Coast. Well, he's off contract at the end of 2023 and have signed for a two-year deal. Do you think you'll go well there, Tim? No, I, I, you know, no. I don't want to um, be a, a doomsday, but I just I just think that Kieran Foran, some of these players, some sportsmen, and you would have seen it in your cricketing mm. world, they just have sweet spots where they play well. Yep. And under Des Hasler at Manly, he plays well. Um, his whole time at the Bulldogs and elsewhere, it just, just didn't fit. So... Um, I think he may struggle. We wish him well, but uh, we'll have to wait and see how Kieran Foran goes. Yep. Um, they are a struggling club to the Gold Coast, soundly beaten by uh, Craig Hodges' Roosters on the weekend. Now, boxing <laughs> champion Canelo Alvarez, stunned by uh, Dimitri Bivol 
in uh, what, what you'd have to call a nine-year upset. Big time. Uh, Dimitri Bivol uh, retains his light heavyweight world title. That takes him to 20 and zero wins with 11 knockouts. Um, this guy packs a serious punch. And, uh, yeah, I thought it was a huge upset because Alvarez has been um, uh, fighting you know, in really, really good form. So it's expected to probably win that one. Yeah, absolutely. What did you uh, think of the streaker at the Super Rugby? He got absolutely poleaxed, didn't he? <laughs> he got mm-hmm. folded like a deck chair by uh, one of those security guards. Well, the first one sort of just missed him um, and he was wrong-footed. Um, but he, did, he was blindsided by this other security guard that tore across the paddock and just put him straight into touch. <laughs> it was a good tackle. Yeah, it was pretty good, wasn't it? Yeah. Now, look, over the course of time being, you know, I've been a sports reporter for a long time. So when I was younger, the names like Slobodan Zivijinovic, Goran Ivanizovic, all these um, all these big, long names, it, you'd, you'd tend to get them out and then you'd get up to uh, Smith and you'd stuff it up. You'd, you'd pronounce it wrong. Thank God I always got Henri Leconte right. But, um, well, Andrew, Sa- <laughs> Andrew Simons... Yeah, probably with a hotel once, didn't he? He did, mate. Uh, it just got me thinking of Andrew Simons with that uh, tackle by the security guard. I remember someone, one of the a streaker running on the field, Andrew mm. Simons was batting, and he just gave him the old hip and shoulder and dropped him. And um, But Andrew Simons, uh, a, a dear friend, and uh, but he's not the sharpest tool in the shed, Simo, and he was on his phone out the front of a hotel once, and he was telling someone on, at the, on the other end of the phone where he was staying, and he was saying he was, he was saying that he was staying at the... Um, the Rendez Vez Hotel. And then we quickly pointed out that it was called the, the, rend- the Rendezvous. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny on a number of fronts, the Rendezvous. Oh, yeah. That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. A big thank you to our sponsors. Our fantastic sponsor, O'Brien Beer, the beer that loves you back. Oh, it certainly does. And our wonderful producer, Dan McHugh. Thank you. Back tomorrow with your daily dose of sport. We'll see you then, guys. Take care. Building Resilience Podcast. They play in different arenas, but sports and business have massive similarities. Elite athletes and top business leaders flourish through the physical and psychological demands their high-stress careers place on them. The Building Resilience Podcast explores the world of sport and deconstructs the tools and ethos of world-class athletes that can help us create growth and optimize business and life. Come find the Building Resilience Podcast on your favorite podcast app.